Stand by to launch FanStream Sports. Let's start. Hello, sports fans. Welcome to FanStream Sports. Nothing. Nothing but pure sports. This is the JP Show. JP, it is so good to hear you back on the air. Stand by. Now, here's JP. All right, good morning, and welcome to another edition of the JP Peterson Show here on this Thursday. Um, as the, my, uh, my global jaunt takes me to Orlando, as I had to come to you live from Orlando. The great Nick Geddes back in from Outsider.com, which I don't mention anymore because you're still working there, right? Um, in our RHS TV studios in St. Petersburg there. Good morning to you, Nick. How are you? Doing good on a Thursday, and here you are again making your way back. Some At some point, you're going to get back in studio, right? At some point, you're going to grace us with your presence, but you're jet-setting yes, all yes. over the place right now. Yeah, I was uh, planning on being there this morning, but plane got in late last night to MCO, which, by the way, is no Tampa airport. I mean, every airport. I, so I've been to O'Hare and MCO this week, and I could just be honest and tell you that uh, no, no, nothing is like home. Nothing is like going to Tampa and getting into that airport and being 15 minutes from my house, door to door, just awesome. Um, but uh Good to be back here in the state of Florida, the free state of Florida. And But Chicago was nice. Chicago was cool. I, big regret, did not go to the game yesterday. Was going to go to the game yesterday, but um, Ashley, not a huge baseball fan, was kind of bored with the game the night before, which I get. I mean, the, the Rays didn't have an extra base hit until Brandon Lau's home run yesterday in Correct. the entire series. Correct. Whoa. I mean, they were, God, that was awful. I don't know why they were so bad against such a bad team, especially not great pitching. But, you know, to their credit, they uh, they squeezed one out yesterday and was honestly one of the most dramatic games of the year, right? I mean, I think that's fair to say. I, I So, little regret there, little regret that I did not, we did not go to the day game at Wrigley Field. But um, we, did ca- we did catch some museums, did some museum, the Field Museum which I'll give you a quick review on it. Um, not great. Not great. Very old. Nothing, uh, nothing, it just smelled old. Like, you know when you go into your grandparents' house and it smells old? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what that museum and smelled you got like. The, you old. got the carpet from 50 years ago that yeah. hasn't been tested Moth balls. Yeah. There's essence of liver and onions in the air. It's just old. Old, so uh, beautiful building, beautiful building, good dinosaur exhibit, like exquisite dinosaur exhibit. Um, then, but it's um, how should I say this? Very political. It's a very political museum, and um, no, not necessarily to my liking. Um, a lot of mistruths, I would say, running through that museum. Um, but <laughs> the dinosaur stuff was fantastic. The T Rex. Uh, that they found um, in, in in 1990, they call it Sue because of the woman who found it, is really, and the whole story behind finding it. But if you're interested in the fossils and how they do the excavation, the Egyptian, um, they have a very famous Egyptian exhibit, Ancient Egypt there, which was completely picked over. A lot of the stuff was on loan, so it was kind of half-hearted. Um, they had an exhibit on death which was interesting in some ways, but it's death, you know, it's like not a real pick me up. So yeah, I would much rather have been at Wrigley field in the sunshine watching one of the most dramatic games of the year, but I did not alas, I did not. So 
major regrets. Well, let me tell you, let me tell you this. This morning, I did something. I got. I stepped out of my comfort zone this morning, JP. I stepped right? out of my comfort zone. Let me tell you what happened. So it's summer's out. So Casey's no longer you know teaching right now. So she's home right. with me every morning. And I, my routine has always been I come down and I sit down and I watch quick pitch every morning. I watch the entire hour. I catch up on my baseball highlights. She comes in and she made me coffee, which I appreciated, and toast and all that. Nice. And then she's like, Ugh, are you really going to watch this right now? And I said, I do this every single morning. And she's like, can it's we? work. That's what I said. I'm like, this is work. work. And she's like, can we please just watch like the news or something? So you're always banging on me that I don't know what's going on around me and everything. So I, I went back right. and forth between Bay News 9 and Fox 13 this morning. And the things that I learned in 30 minutes of watching the news, I learned that you all the things you can do. Shout out to Charlie Belcher. He told me all these things. Oh, I, he's the best. You told me all these things that I can do at a public library that I had no idea. And it was so timely because Casey always tells me we should go to the library together. And I, I don't see the need for why I need to step foot in a library. I don't. But Charlie Belcher just told me all the reasons why I need to do it. So there you well, go. Give me a quick. I'm in, I'm I'm really interested. <laughs> give me a quick uh, run through. Uh, he said that there's a every library apparently has a podcast studio, and this and you if you have your library card, you can go in and it's like a state of the art kind of room, and they have like Apple computers all over the place, and you can record your own podcast or show whatever as much as you like. You just have to book online a time to do it and it's all state-of-the-art equipment with cameras and lights and all this crazy stuff i had no idea this existed in the library but charlie belcher taught me it this morning wow so there you go that's crazy so there you go i learned something other than sports today how about that the last time i went to a public library i had to like two hours to kill downtown tampa and i went to the john germany library in uh, downtown tampa i think that's what it's called and they had a I don't know if it's an existing exhibit, but or it's always there. But they had an archive of the Burgett Brothers photos. Now, Burgett Brothers was like the biggest photography studio in Tampa in the early, uh, you know, since the birth of, of Tampa in the early 1900s. So you can, and it is a treasure trove of photographs. And I find that absolutely fascinating stuff. So I would, and you could, and you could print them out for a dollar. You can, for a dollar, you can print these. So I went through and found all these photos of old homes. And because at that time, I owned a 1926 bungalow in um, South Tampa on San Carlos Street, a brick street, beautiful, beautiful old home. Um, maintenance nightmare, by the way, as they all are. But so I, I was like, oh, man, I bet I can find a picture of my house. And I didn't. I couldn't find I, like two neighbors' houses, like all, all these houses around my house. I found pictures of because they had the addresses and everything. But in old old photographs of Palmacia Golf Course, which was right near where where my house was, so I, I printed out a bunch of them and made them like art pieces in my house. Still have some today. So and they have old maps and old very historical stuff. I don't know if they still have that, but to me that was that was fascinating stuff. Um, you know, and by the way, they have books there too that you can read. I've heard so. <laughs> Yeah, that's interesting. That's really interesting. So you know, I've been trying to get Charlie on the show for ages. And he's always busy because he, you know, he does morning, uh, morning stuff. So, but we'll get him on. We'll get him on soon because that's, you know, and as far as local news goes, God bless them. I know a lot of the folks that, that work in local news, you know, I, I'll watch Charlie. Charlie's fantastic. Um, Spectrum news. Mm. 
Love the sports guys. Sports are awesome. They do a great job in their sports club, but the rest of it is, nah, I'm good. Um, but yeah, uh, quick pitch is, yeah, that's where it's at. You gotta, you it's gotta elite, it's elite it's programming. Cool. It's absolutely elite it programming. It's just highlights. It's just highlights. Yeah. What's better than that? But I'm pretty sure you got more than one TV in the house, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, I, but I dominate the downstairs one. No doubt about that. <laughs> <laughs> Could always share. Tell, tell her the 90-day fiancé is always available in the bedroom. <laughs> she can watch the quality programming up there. Um, I know Ashley loves those programs and everything else, and I, I just I can't get into them. I have no interest in other people's lives like that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm the complete obvi- I'm the opposite. Like I'm into Love is Blind. I told you I think the other day that I'm into Queer Eye, which I never would think I'd be into that, but I am kind of weirdly. I've gotten into those shows now. I, I can't. I don't know why. It's just the reality shows, whatever they are, have never interested me. What's it like? Survivor and all this other stuff. It's it all well, seems you so need, fake. You need to watch Love Is Blind this next season because it's going to be in Tampa. They're filming in Tampa, so all the people that are going to be on it are local. Oh, really? Yes. So there's going to be a little local oh, flavor. Wow. To it. Well, if I know some of these people, then maybe I'll be invested in it. But you know, they're just strangers to me, and I just I couldn't care less. I have way better things to do with my time than I'm just not interested in that. I, like, you know, watch basketball and fo- football and baseball, which I'm sure some people say is stupid. And I get it. You know, everybody has their own taste. I'm just saying personally, I don't begrudge you love is blind. Now, love is love. We should really get to sports, but love is blind. I mean, that's the biggest. That's so dumb. Like, no, love is not blind. And as soon as they see each other, they're like, oh, no, I'm out. I mean, okay, I got the premise, and okay, it's not going to work. Look at the dude. I mean, I saw Ashley was watching this one episode with this guy who's just could not be more awkward. Could not be more awkward. And this girl's like, dude, no, this is not going to work. Like, you, your your clothes are from 1920. I, you you look like a complete buffoon. I'm not going to date you. You're a nice guy and everything, but this is not going to work, right? I mean, isn't that pretty much what goes on? Yeah, or they like they really like click when they're in these pods together, but then when they go on their little like uh, honeymoon, I guess, like in Cancun or whatever, for like a week or two, then they kind of figure out like, ooh, I don't really like this guy, I don't like him, or they see him and they go, ooh, I don't think he's attractive. I'm not physically attracted to him like I was emotionally. Which is part of it, duh. Which is part of the whole thing. I mean, yeah, I mean, if if you're not physically attracted to your mate, I'm sorry, no. As much as, as, you know, higher evolved as you think you want to be, it ain't going to work. It's part of the whole deal. It's a very important part of the whole deal, I think. That's just my, my feeling. Anyway, all right, um, so let's get into it. We got, we got Ray's news uh, to get to. We're going to get into the Brady to the, to the Raiders thing, which, I, I you know, for the life of me, I don't know why any owner, you know, once you solve the salary cap issues, which are obviously there. I mean, it's you know, you're not just going to let some guy be an owner and and oh, I'm playing for a dollar. No, we're not, you know, duh, we're not doing that. Um, you got to mark, you got to assign market value to his salary, et cetera, et cetera. You're not just you know, you're not circumventing the salary cap or roster limits. I mean, I think that just goes unsaid, right? I think we all realize that. But once you get past that, as an owner, as another owner, why would you not want Brady back in the league? He brings mega ratings, mega attention, and he sucks. He's he's done. He's toast. He's burnt. 
He, 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 I mean, what what did you need to see last year? You can't play football. It's not flag football. You can't play football if you're not don't want to get hit. You can't do it. You can't certainly can't play quarterback in the NFL. Uh, go back to the the interception in the playoff game where he cowered. I don't want to get too colorful here, but he cowered and couldn't even get the ball out of the end zone and threw it right to a guy. I mean, that to me was, okay, it's time to hang it up, Tommy boy. So if he wants to come back and play for the Raiders, that is such a Raiders thing to do. The, you know, George Blanda did it at 46 years old, and he would, he looked like <laughs> he looked like Fred Sanford playing quarterback. Guy couldn't even, I, rem, I remember I watching. Say, I must say, were you around for those days? George yes, Blanda? I remember watching George Blanda smoking a heater on the sideline, you know, when the defense was off. He looked, I mean, there's a pic, there's a famous picture out there of him on the bench smoking a heater at like age 46. He looks like a broken down old man. Now, of course, Brady is not even close to what that was all about. But I saw him play last year, and he can't play in this league anymore. Not if he's going to play like that, like not wanting, not wanting to get rid of the ball and just being afraid to get hit. And behind that offensive line in Vegas, you, are you serious? I, I, is his hard on for screwing up Jimmy Garoppolo that big that he's going to buy into the Raiders so he can get a piece of playing quarterback there? I mean, I'm. You want to talk about a reality show? I'm all in on that crap. Let's go. Let's put. Let's go. Uh, Let's get the documentary going. Let's go hard knocks. Brady and the and the Raiders. I mean, I'm all in on that debacle because that that is just going to be embarrassing. It's going to be an embarrassing show for him. And you know, listen, I know you write off Tom Brady at your peril, as you know, nobody knows that better than Max Kellerman. But that was seven years ago. And this I saw what I saw. And if I'm another owner, I'm like, yes, Tom, come back and play for the Raiders, please. We'll have all you know, Sunday night football. What, what, we'll, we'll, re, we'll, re, we'll flex everything out and put you on primetime so people can it, – it will be, be sad. But I will revel in it because it's him just being – the hubris is off the freaking charts, off the charts here. And I will revel in watching him fail. I, does that sound mean <laughs> for a guy that just, yeah, that just I, think, I think it did that, yeah, actually that, it sounded really that was mean. a bit extreme yeah for a guy that brought this area a Super Bowl brought me joy right you had me I love all that me, I've had me te- giving him all the flowers me, for that have we not had me tearing up on this show after he retired me? and here you are just saying you're you're going to enjoy you mean the dude the dude that went behind everybody's back and wanted to go play for Miami yeah. I mean that guy yeah he was a mercenary. Thank you for what you did. It was awesome. It was a great run. Thank you for coming. More flowers, more flowers, more. How many more bouquets do we got to throw the guy? He's now moved on. He wants to go play quarterback for the Raiders. He want he he wanted to screw over all his teammates and Bruce Arians and every you know, let's get into the whole why wasn't Bruce the coach? You want we want to talk about that? I'm sorry. I'm keeping it real. I'm keeping it real. I'm not going to be one of those sycophants that sticks my nose up Brady's ass every time he shows up and, 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 you know, and bows and genuflects at his. No, it was what it was. He came here to win a Super Bowl because this was the best roster and coaching staff to do it. And he won a Super Bowl. Thank you. It was fun. Great. Fantastic. Now you're somebody else's problem. You want to go play for the Raiders? I'm not a fan, but I'm a fan of watching you fail. So, yeah. 
I mean, I respect Tom Brady as the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. Do you? And I loved watching. I do, of course. And I loved watching him play the game. You know, I'm 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 a I'm a quarterback. I, I love to study quarterbacks and how they do it and how they play it and how they came up through the ranks. Nobody has ever done it better than Tom Brady. Nobody. Nobody. Period. End of. Full stop. Full stop. But I'm not going to sit here just because of that and genuflect to him like he's some Greek god who has no no blemishes. No flaws. He's got no blemishes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not going to sit here. Oh, Tom Brady's going to come back and save the Raiders in the NFL. No. It's going to be a disaster. And if he was smart, he'd stay in Miami, get a piece of the Dolphins instead, and be a dad to his kids during football season and move on with all his other businesses. I mean, he ain't going to listen to me, for God's sakes, but that's just my personal opinion. But he can't – he's addicted to the attention. He's addicted to the attention. He can't He can't stop. If, if, if He's got to get the – that's why he's talking about it now. It's why he's, you know, got a piece of the Raiders. And let me see that contract as well. I'd like to see exactly how much money he put up for the Raiders. Was that FTX money, by the way? Was that FTX? Was that your money? Um, oh, I'm sorry. We can't talk about that. Oh, sorry. Um, I, I'm sorry. If you want, if I'm another owner, yeah, come on back, man. Come on back. Give us all the ratings, all the attention, and you're going to be a flop. And when you come to my stadium, the place is going to be packed. I make more money and we're going to kick your ass. Why would any, why would any owner vote no on this? As long as the salary cap stuff and the, which of course they would work out, right? They're not going to let him come back and be an owner, and then because then every team will do that with their quarterback, right? Oh, he's an owner. We're only paying him $2 million this year. No, that's not happening. You're going to assign market value to him, and, and, you know, and it's got to be part of the salary cap, and it's got, he's got to be part of the roster and all that stuff. And, that being, and, and the, the NFL is not stupid enough to not let that happen. They're going to make that happen. He's a, he's a brand. He's a marquee name. You want, you want him in your league as long as you can have him. Win or lose, they don't care. Hey, the the demise of Tom Brady will be highly rated television. Highly rated television. And people will just absolutely revel in it. So I'm, I'm here for you. That reality show, I am here for it. And I don't think I don't think that's being disrespectful. I think when he picked up the phone and was tampering with Miami during a playoff run in 2021, I lost a lot of respect for him. I really did. That's 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 being um, that's double dealing your teammates, your ownership group that bend over backwards to do everything you wanted, gave you every freaking thing you wanted, and here 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 you are, the, the hot little Miami girl comes sashaying down the beach with, with everything jiggling and out, and you're like, ooh, I know I'm in the middle of a playoff run, but ooh, that looks good. Gonna give me some ownership over there, baby. Yeah, and then I can come play for you guys and. You know, and save my marriage. Well, yeah, that would that probably would have been a good idea. But, you know, that's not the way the world works. As, as Bruce Arian said, yeah, sure, you can go play in Miami. Five first-round picks, let's go. Come on. I'll take four. Maybe three in a second. But, he, you know, nobody wanted to do that. Nobody wanted to do that. You want to play the game? Play the game. You want to go to Miami? Let's go. Let's make a trade. Here we go. Wouldn't it be great to have, you know, not had Tom Brady last year in 2022 and he got to play with the Dolphins, and we would be sitting here with two first-round picks instead. If you're a Bucks fan, pick up the phone, Miami. You want to make? You want him? Let's go. Make the call. 
Give us, give us a couple first round picks. Let's play by the rules. There's my Tom Brady rant for the day. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Where am I wrong? I think it, I just think you're a bit disrespectful there. He he single handedly saved the franchise, JP. Whether you like it or not, he saved the franchise. We're putting multiple statues out in front. We're retiring the number. Nobody shall ever wear the number again in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going forward. And here you are disrespecting him and saying you're going to enjoy seeing him fail. Your words. Enjoy seeing him fail. Yeah. He's pleased for another team now. I, I don't. We paid him. He got a Super Bowl. We gave him everything he wanted. As, right? they, as they should. Right, as they should. I'm all, I was all for it. But we, I don't. Derek Brooks, lifer. You know, I, Derek, Derek Brooks could have gone to play for somebody else. He didn't. Ronde Barber could have gone to play for somebody else for more money. He didn't. Okay, I'm going to give my allegiance to those men instead of a mercenary who came in here and won a Super Bowl for did everything he wanted for him. I mean, if you're sitting here thinking, oh, he did it because he loved Tampa Bay and he loved the pewter and red, you're foolish. You're silly. No, this is professional sports. He got what he wanted. We got what we wanted. Everybody's happy, but I am not in some way obligated to genuflect to him when he and, and ignore the things that he did that I don't think were very um, ethical in the way he handled himself. I mean, people just want to, you know, shove that stuff under the rug with the Miami Dolphins. I mean, in essence, they tanked our entire 2022 season, Nick Geddes. Your, your Buccaneers were tanked because, seriously, what, if he wanted to go to Miami, give up a couple of first-round picks, and let's go. Where would the Bucs be now? I'd be in a much better situation. But instead, he wanted to circumvent, let the tampering going on, you know, try to we, – we, I'm going to retire. He was never going to retire. That was all a scheme to get to Miami. All a scheme to get to Miami. Had he just been up front with it and said – Okay, Miami, give us two first round picks. Fine. We did, you know, we probably, maybe we'd have our quarterback of the future right now if that's what the, the way it would have gone, right? Let's start thinking about that in terms of what Tom Brady did to us in the future. Okay. If they would have been above board and just gone and made the trade, then fine. Well, it's easy. And they could have had, they could have had the 45 year old. Tom Brady last year that didn't want to get hit, and even with Tyreek and Waddle. You know, well, it's easy. It it's easy to say that now. It's easy to say that now in hindsight because we saw what happened. But you're fooling yourself if you think they were ever going to move off of Tom Brady after the 2021 season that he had, which was one of the best seasons of his, of his career, to start a rebuild because we were a little salty that he was speaking with another team uh, in Miami and the retirement scheme. Like I'm not. I'm not just discrediting all that, but. You're foolish if you think they were ever going to do that. There is no well, way, no way should they have done that. It didn't work out. It just didn't work out this year. But it doesn't, again, it doesn't tarnish. Nothing that nothing in his three years in Tampa Bay has been tarnished, as far as I'm concerned, by any of this stuff. I look at him from an on-the-field standpoint, and the facts are the facts, is he brought you a Super Bowl, and he probably should have won a second in 2021, if not for a, a, a few plays here and there and some bad injury luck. If we're being completely honest. That's all I care about. All this other stuff that happens off the field, yeah, we'll let it slide. 
Or at least I'll let it slide. Yeah, not me. Not me. I'd rather have the two first-round pick. I'm just saying, and that, your, your points are good. I, he gave us the most magical season, you know, you could argue 2002, um, but it, it was a magical season. You know, COVID sucked, you know, that, that part of it. But in 21 was great too. So, look, I, I don't – but I, I see it for what it is. I see it – you know, you are young and idealistic and still romantic about professional sports and all that stuff. Me, I'm a grizzled veteran and I understand the underpinning, how the sausage is made and it's ugly, you know. So, I, I, I don't want to steal your, you know, your, your beautiful – Don't kill my buzz. Don't kill my buzz. Let me, know, let me continue to be naive over here in sunshine and rainbows. Let me continue to enjoy – I know that. what these bastards are up to, and I'm not going to let them get <laughs> – Well, you know what's going to happen now, right? Because you have, you have wished him this uh, failure here for this season, if, he, if, if in the, the 1% chance is what I said yesterday. This is a 1% chance scenario I'm saying that this ends up happening. And it's contingent on Jimmy Garoppolo not passing a physical before week one of the regular season by the time we get to September. So I put it at a 1% chance, honestly, that something crazy like this is going to happen. But if it does happen, you know what's going to happen is because you just wished him disappointment. He's going to play good because that's what happens on this show because <laughs> we saw that happen yesterday as we transitioned wow. to the Rays. How about that one? That was a professional segue professional right there. Professional segue. Can I give you a little golf clap on there that? There you go. One? I'm gonna that give my I'm gonna give myself a golf clap for that one because that was outstanding. Because I'm as teaching you, you well. There you I'll go. I'll take credit for it. There you go. What what's what, what's the Star Wars <laughs> analogy there? Catch me up to speed. Uh the force is good with you or something. No, I'm not a Star like, Wars. Freak. You're not. Oh, you're, you're, you're the wrong person to ask for this. But isn't yeah, there like there's like the analogy of was it Yoda that teaches? I don't know anything about Star Wars. I'm yeah, probably it's Yoda. Yoda. Yeah, Yoda teaches the the whole you know. There you go. Uh, Yoda way of, of you know, exactly. That's what mind. I thought. There's my surface level Star Wars knowledge. Your Jedi, your Jedi mind trick is what. It there thought. you go. A, there you go. That's Jedi what you've passed trick. on. But no, you're Tampa now, great segue because we did it to Brandon Lau yesterday. We absolutely lambed tore him, him to shreds. Yeah, in in hopes that of course, first of all, we were right. Second of all, um, in hopes that somehow, some way, that negative karma would turn into something positive with the Rays because it always does. And what do we know? What happened? Let's play the audio just for fun, just to rub it in our noses that we kind of enjoy, actually, in this case. High shot back into center field. Cockman's going to have to go back. He'll look up, and the baby's gone. Home run to center off the bat of Brandon Lau. It has been a quiet afternoon for the Rays' bats until now. Mm. A quiet trip to Chicago, Dwayne, uh, courtesy of Valley Sports Sun right there. Which, by the way, the Padres broadcast um, have gone belly up, but they're not. They, somebody has taken over. Major League Baseball has taken over. Um, this is I say that because Bally Sports, you know, as we know, going through bankruptcy, the um, the Padres won whatever the, that their deal. They missed the payment to the Padres. Uh, as I said, that's not going to happen for the Rays because Sternberg got all his money up front for the first like seven years. I think it is so. Let's give, good. let's give Stu Sternberg a golf clap for that yeah, one. Absolutely. Well done. When it comes to stuff like that, my man, 
these guys. Of course, it's not benefiting the Rays. He moved all the money to another right, company, right. his own liking. But whatever, <laughs> okay, whatever. Allegedly, according to the lawsuit, but whatever. Uh, at least he got his money, right? Um, not our money, his money. Anyway, uh, so Brandon Lau, God bless him. He shoved it in our face. We love it. Fantastic. Now, of course, we, nothing says home run like Brandon Lau going 0 for 70 from now now on. So I'm sure he'll be in the four hole and for the next six months, so it'll be cold well, as ice. But well, he was in the, we talk bad about him, he'll pop up and hit a home run. Well, he was in the six hole yesterday. He, he was in the six yeah. hole yesterday, and I don't know if there's a correlation there or not, but maybe less pressure on him. Took the pressure him. off a little Took bit. Took the pressure yeah. off a little yeah. bit. Um, he finally got a pitch that it was out in front, and he could he was able to – to mash on it, which he hasn't been getting because he's been getting a bunch of change-ups down and away this entire series and really for the month of May, like I said, where he's been hitting like a buck fifty. I think, going into that game. Uh, that's how bad it was. I don't think we were wrong necessarily for what we said about Brandon Lau yesterday. It's a little harsh. And, and listen, I'm understanding of the fact that historically, May, for whatever reason, the month of May and Brandon Lau's career has statistically been his worst month. I have been understanding of that for the entire time, and that's why I've declined to go really in on Brandon Lau until yesterday because it was just so hard to watch him go to the plate every single time and to see a player with no confidence, and you saw it in his eyes, especially the game before, mental errors in the field, kind of starting to creep up a little bit. But when the Rays really needed it yesterday, what was it, one run in about 25 innings against the Cubs? Last place in the NL Central, that pitching staff, and they had one run in like 25 innings, and Brandon Lau, of all people, to break it up. I love to see it. Hopefully he's got that dog back in him, uh, the right ones this time, and hopefully it sparks something. May's over. It's June, right? Maybe this is – who knows? Maybe Brandon Lau is, is due to go on one of his, his heaters right now, and, and that would be great for the Rays. But until then, I'm going to keep him right there in that six hole. That's perfect. Let's leave him in that six hole, and let's see what we got there. So that wasn't the only big hit though yesterday because no, um, quickly you know that just what that just tied the game, and then it, the Cubs go back ahead on a Trey Mancini RBI, and then Jose Siri comes up against uh, Mark Leiter Jr. who's been fantastic and uh, says I got this one and pimps it. Siri swings and sends one deep Ooh. to center. Talkman's going to go to the wall, and that one's out of here. Home run, Siri. And the Rays will grab the lead. A two-run blast off the bat of Jose Siri. Well, they're booing him because he's pimping it. He just started at that one. That was that was a deep – was that 434 feet, I think? Yeah, that, that, that dude – That was a, his 10th home run. 10th home run. And remember, he, there was an IL stint in there as well, mind you, like a two- or three-week IL stint. It mixed in. This guy has some unreal pop in his bat. If you notice all his home runs, at least half of them, I feel like, he's hit them to dead center. Like, you throw this yeah. guy a fastball, middle high like that, he's going to make you – he's going to – he's just going to mash it every single time, and he's done that. And this is the nine-hole hitter, by the way, we're talking about. We're talking about a nine – how long for years did the Rays have such a liability in that seven, eight, nine oh. in their lineup, especially last year? And especially with Mr. Kiermaier just hogging up a place in that lineup for, for a decade, right? <laughs> in that nine right. hole. And Jose Siri just hit 10 home runs. And now I'm, I'm starting to think, man, is this guy going to hit 25 this year? Like, is that doable if Jose Siri stays to, healthy? I was trying to look up his OPS right now, which has got to be 
uh, that's all well, eight eight eighty four. Yeah, not bad. It's not bad. It's really good. good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, to to get ten home ten home runs, twenty two RBIs, five stolen bases, throwing a trip. So he's got fifteen extra base hits in one hundred and six at bats. Yeah, that's pretty strong. That's yeah. pretty strong. And, and I know what he's uh, given me defensively as well. Yeah. On top of that. And he was just – and he, he was, uh, what, DFA'd how many times? Nobody could figure this guy out? He was DFA'd three times in 2020. God, think about that. Think about that. And, and, and the, the, obviously, you know, he's always had the observable skills but never been able to put it all together. And there's, you know, those guys are a dime a dozen. And in, in, in baseball, when you get to major league level – there are tons of guys that can run and catch and and you know hit for power, but you know not do it in a very and, consistent way. You can't play in the big leagues like that. And I'm very gl- I'm very glad he hit that home run, by the way, because why? Because he was about to be sub. If the Rays lost that game, right, and he doesn't hit that home run, he was going to be subject of of my kind of criticism a little bit today, because I noticed it yesterday, and I even put it on Twitter. He hits a yeah. he hits a, a screamer to third. And Wisdom had to knock it down, had to take like three or four steps to his right to get the ball. Now, I saw that, and I go, oh, it's Jose Siri. He's, you know, he's one of the fastest players in the league. He's going to be on first base easy. Jose Siri is jogging out of the – jogging is almost generous. Jogging is almost generous out of the box, and he's thrown out with plenty of time at first. And I only brought it up yesterday because he did the same thing against the Dodgers this past weekend – and I'm just like, really? We can't just hustle out a ground ball, especially when a guy boots it. Can we turn it up a little bit? And I didn't see Jose Siri do that. So he redeemed himself yesterday for me by hitting the home run and getting the win and taking it all that. But just those little things, some fine-tuning, I guess, is what I'll say I'd like to see from Jose Siri from that standpoint. Maybe a little bit more hustle out of the box in those kind of situations. Well, that is a non-negotiable with Kevin Cash. And you can bet he got an earful from Kevin Cash for that. Well, maybe you from a player. Absolutely- I don't even know if it came from Kevin Cash because he seems to like, and I said this all the time, players policing players is the best thing. Maybe a, someone else told him that. But it's just those little things that I, I saw crept up with the Rays here in the last couple weeks when it came to hustling. He's not the only one, by the way. He's not the only one. I think Brandon Lau, we talked about it, had, a, had something happen like that the game prior, right? So last out of the game. And that's why yeah. I was bringing it up because I'm like, usually if it's just like a one-time thing, I'm not that bothered by it. It is what it is. But when it happened multiple times like that in a week, I think I needed to say something. Well, yes. And this goes back to a conversation we had uh, earlier this week about Wander Franco and the Topkin article about his issues. So, so to speak. Um, and I read, I hadn't read the article at that point, but I went back and read it. Um, the quotes that were in there from Eric Neander and, you know, Siri and Wander are kind of on the same, you know, they're, they're good buddies. And, you know, you saw the thing with Brandon Lau. We saw the, the missed pop up between Josh Lowe and Brandon Lau. Um, you know, these are things, these are errors of lack of focus, lack of hustle. They're not physical errors. They're, right mental errors in terms of not playing the game the right way. And that is, especially when it comes to the Rays, absolutely inexcusable. It is inexcusable. It is completely avoidable. You know, the only thing you can truly control in baseball is your level of focus 
and hustle, mm -hmm. right? That's what you can control. Your level of focus, hustle, and preparation and effort. Those are things that you can control. Those, there are many, many things in baseball you cannot control. And we, we recognize that and we understand it. So the things that you can control, we expect you to do it 100% and nothing less because you're a professional baseball player. It's not that hard to run out every ground ball. You only get four at-bats a game, right? It's not that hard to do. Um, it's not that hard to hustle on the bases. It's not that hard to stay focused in the field for a couple of hours. It's not that hard. That is the absolute minimum of what we expect. And these are things that are creeping into the Rays game right now that are not good. And the fact that the, the, Rays, the Rays made it public about Wander Franco is a huge, I think, um, red flag about they are worried that their franchise player is getting a little too big for his britches, so to speak, that, you know, the fame, the money, it, it's, it's a powerful thing, especially for a young kid that doesn't come from a whole lot and is, is a multimillionaire at the age of what, 23, 22, was he 22? Yeah. And I was going to last thing on that, because I know there's a lot more positive to get into that. I, especially I want to get into, which I'll just mention that right now, the Rays they're 40 and 18, by the way, if you haven't noticed, yeah, they're the first yeah. team to 40 wins are the best team in baseball still. And uh, how about the month of May where we said we were going to learn who the Rays are? Go up against Pittsburgh, New York, Baltimore, the Yankees again, the Mets, Milwaukee, Toronto, Dodgers, Chicago. The only team they faced in there that had a losing record by the time they faced them was Chicago. Ironically, that's the team that got them the most, right? But right. in the full month of May, they went 17-12. and 12. They went 17-12, and 12, and they actually gained ground on the Orioles – I think by a game, they netted a game through this tough... This was the toughest stretch of their season by far. Uh, they played 29 games in 31 days. So you talk about why they've been a little bit overtaxed in the bullpen. That's part of it. This was the hardest stretch of their season. It's going to get a lot easier from here. And the race just showed you they can hang. And in the 12 losses, even better, nine of them were one-run games. They were, they were in nine of the 12 games they lost. And in some of those games they won, you look like they were kind of down and out like yesterday. And then they just flip a switch late in the game. They're never out of it. So those are the good things with the Rays. And also the bullpen, the much maligned bullpen in this series. And the, the rotation was great, by the way. Zach Eflin, shout out to him again. Bulldog. That guy is a bulldog on the mound. So dependable. And worth the money they gave him. The highest paid free agent in Rays history. Can't yeah, deny right. that one. But the bullpen in three games, seven and two-thirds. Only four hits and nine strikeouts and no wow. run, and no runs. So golf clap for the bullpen on a Thursday afternoon or on a Thursday morning, rather, for what they did being so much maligned. Uh, but yeah. briefly, real quick, that's the positive. Back to the Wander thing real quick. I read that article, and if you read the social media reaction, Mark Topkin got absolutely killed for putting this article out here. And a lot of people said this was like a hit piece or something. Why are you putting this out here? I mean, did you get Come that on. feeling? Like, I didn't get that. And a lot of people were no. like, you know, why does Mark not like the Rays and all that? It's, I mean, oh, can, we just, can we just settle this real quick? Mark Topian is a journalist. He is yes. not a fan. That is not his job. If Mark Topkin was a fanboy, then he would not be a good journalist. No. No, I think I, you're not I think a fan. I went to journalism school. I think I learned that. So if everybody that gives him a hard time and all that kind of stuff for writing these pieces and all that, and he's not a fan, and that's not his job. No. 
That was not a hit. It was the same. It was that the was same thing when Stroud piece. did the the piece on the fake uh, COVID cards. Oh my goodness! By the way, AB wasn't the only one to have fake COVID cards. <laughs> I just I just had to put that out there because I'm so tired of seeing fans just kill the yeah. journalists that cover the team because they're not being fanboy well, enough. People people don't understand this anymore. That journalism is not about what you want to hear and being a fan. It's not about covering up stuff that you don't want to hear that your particular side likes and censoring stuff. That's not what journalism is about. Journalism is about getting to the truth and being objective. And if the story is there, the story is there. You are the messenger. Don't hate the messenger. That said, this was far from a hit piece. As I told you, this was a piece that the Rays wanted out there. No question about it. If the Rays didn't want it out there, there wouldn't have been quotes from Eric Neander in the damn story. So trust me, the Rays wanted that out there. And, you know, if Mark airs anything or towards anything, in my opinion, it's more towards the Rays, right? That, that he's going to, you know, try to put them in the best light. He's been covering them forever. Um, Mark's a good journalist. He does, you know, we, we've had issues before. He wasn't a good journalist when he covered a story with me because he never came to me and got my side of the story when he did something. But whatever. You should get both sides of the story. That's what I'm talking about. It was a long time ago. I don't care. It's past, whatever. But, yes, he's he's putting the story out there that is there to be had. And I think, frankly, if you're a fan of the Rays, that's a good thing that it got out there. It's a good thing it got out there because it puts public pressure on well, Wander Franco. Here's, here's the problem. Here's the, here's the problem. Is, is the Rays are 40-18. and 18. So nobody wants to say anything negative about the Rays. And this is like, again, that I see this on social media all the time. It's like anything you say about the Rays, like if you complain about the bullpen or you complain about a singular game, it's like you get, you get absolutely eviscerated for it on Twitter for saying anything negative about the Rays. I don't have to I, – I do is that my job just to say nothing but great things no, about it's your every job team? To say negative stuff and when you see – but be – be fair. I, I think I'm pretty objective. Yeah, and it's like are, I think course. I'm pretty bring fair. Facts to the table, which you always do, Nikki numbers. You always bring facts to the table. You back it up. You watch the games. You're a student of the game. You look at the numbers. You're not just spouting off some BS like, oh, uh, my eyes tell me that the Rays are cheating. Like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it looks like a my looks like who oh, Taylor Walls what uh, Christian Bethenko what uh, no. That's that's not being objective. That's being it's, stupid. It's just like to me, it's that's not being a fanboy. It's to me, it's like it's not why why like I'm less of a Rays fan. This because this is real things that I see, and I'm just seeing so much of it. It's like I'm less of a Rays fan because I'm acknowledging that the team has issues in the bullpen, no. and even though they were great for three games, that's awesome. But I can have doubts that they're going to be this great for the rest of the year unless they make a move at the deadline. I mean, right. that's that makes me less of a fan because I said that. No. Well, first Come of on. all, here's your first here's your first mistake. Giving credence to people like that on Twitter and oh. taking it for, you know, these are fans and they get upset when you say something bad about their team, which I expect them to do. So when I see it, I just laugh. I'm like, uh, well, you know, you're you're you got your your raised colored glasses on and that's what you see. Yeah, and that's it, it, almost, it almost is a compliment to the Rays in a way that their bullpen is in the shape that it's in with some of the names that we're seeing come through. It seems like there's a transaction every single day with this right. bullpen. It's almost a compliment to the fact that they're 40 and 18 and that they just Bring went up to Joey LaSosa. Joey LaSosa. Josie LaSosa is in double A. 
He's pitching for Italy in the World Baseball. Italy. Yeah. What do we know? We don't know nothing about <laughs> baseball. We're Italy. We got pizza. We got pasta. We don't know shit about baseball. And Joey Lasorsa is a, a, Yeah. He's this. The fact that we're still our our bullpen, although. I think we did give up the most runs in May, if I'm not mistaken, our bullpen. We did. You uh, did, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. So it has not been a good May. But they're decimated. They're injured. They've been overtaxed. It's all that stuff. So they're – but they – you know, somehow they go 17 and 12. But if um, John Romano had a piece in today's paper that brought up some very interesting numbers. Um, I don't know if you saw it. But, you know, the Twins started – where is it? Got 40 and uh, 18. They were 11 and a half games up in their division when they started 40 and 18. The Astros started 40 and 16. They were 12 and a half games up in their division. So, and the, the, the rest of the league were 630. The AL East is playing 630 baseball outside their division, which is by far the best number in the history of baseball. But thank God that the Rays play only 52 games against the AL East this year, not 76. Yeah. It's a 24-game difference. And as we've said many, many times, that is a huge number for the Rays, especially this year with this division being so good. So, look, the, the Rays are not perfect, but you know they're in a division right now where even playing as well as they are, they're not running away from anyone anytime soon. And frankly, it's kind of a good thing because yeah. it keeps them sharp – it keeps them sharp. They don't get fat and happy. They don't get Boston Bruined, right? You know where you're just you're just gliding through the regular season and the playoffs come. You you don't have any high intensity, high leverage games to lean on. You haven't played any, you know, in forever. When you got a twelve and a half game lead, right? Yeah. You're just cruising. So I kind of like the fact that the Rays are still kind of under the gun and they still have to go out and play their best baseball to maintain this lead. So. I think in kind of a weird way, it's 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 a good thing. It'll keep them sharp. It'll keep them on point. Um, all right, we got to take a break. Will we go forty minutes without uh, our apologies? Wait, wait, to our, our we had forty six minutes to be exact. Forty six. Yeah, can I have my glasses on? Um, big thanks to the Jeeves Law Group. If you have been, been involved in an accident or have any legal issues whatsoever, the Jeeves Law Group very versatile and very aggressive. They will fight for you. Jeeves Law Group, J-E-E-V-E-S Law Group.com. Get the personal attention you so richly deserve. And that is what you'll get from the Jeeves Law Group. They'll pick up the phone. A human being will talk to you. You'll get a free consultation. Love those folks over there. And Bay Area Modern Medical Center, Chris Lugo and his medical team over there will spend, give you personal attention and will give you the type of attention that you richly deserve in terms of your medical care. Because so many places now, we talked about this with Chris on the show last week, they just get you in and get you out and write you a script. With Bay Area Modern Medical Center, they look at the root cause of the problem, not just the symptom, and attack that. That's how you get better. That's how you live a healthy life. So if you're looking for something different in your primary care, Bay Area Modern Medical Center. Back in three. Stay with us. Guys, are you experiencing those feelings of getting older, lower sex drive, fatigue, hot flashes, moodiness, or you just don't feel like you had the vitality you once had? It's a chronic problem here in the United States. You're not just getting old. It's likely low testosterone. Studies over the last 20 years show a shocking decline in younger males aged 16 to 39. Older men have seen a sharp decline as well. So do something about it. Go see my friend Christopher Lugo at Bay Area 
modern medicine. Look, testosterone replacement is not a frivolous treatment. It takes a professional, targeted approach that focuses on total body wellness, vitality, and emotional stability. Not a one-size-fits-all approach like many clinics use. They will monitor your blood work and adjust your treatment as needed for optimal results. Folks, I've been on testosterone therapy for over six years, and it is a life changer. You will feel and look better than you did 10 years ago. Give them a call at 844-977-3477 or go to BAMMC.com. Tell them JP sent you for priority scheduling. That's 844-977-3477 or BAMMC.com. JP here for the Jeeves Law Group. Have you been injured in an accident, in an auto accident, truck accident, motorcycle accident, at work or at a place of business? Well, call the Jeeves Law Group and get the personal attention that you deserve. I made the mistake many, many years ago with going with one of the bigger law firms, the national law firms. And let me tell you, getting a call back from those folks was next to impossible. Weeks and weeks would go by never get a call back. That doesn't happen with the Jeeves Law Group. Personal attention is what they're all about. When you call the Jeeves Law Group, you will be part of the family. They will represent you in a vigorous and aggressive way against the insurance companies. These larger companies will promise bigger settlements, but it's the Jeeves Law Group that will get you the best results. If you're tired of dealing with these bigger law firms, check out the Jeeves Law Group. Go to JeevesLawGroup.com, tell them JP sent you, get a free consultation. It's the Jeeves Law Group. Scott Jeeves has been representing clients in the Tampa Bay area for over 25 years. Give them a call. It's a free call. 727-894-2929. 727-894-2929. Or go to JeevesLawGroup.com. During COVID, over 1.7 million people were added to the Florida Medicaid rolls. But as of April 1st, 2023, most of these people may not be eligible for the Medicaid coverage and will lose their health plan. If you have been notified you are losing your coverage, don't freak out. It's very likely you can apply for a federal subsidy under the Affordable Care Act. Just call 877-652-0244. Our representatives will walk you through the whole process, get some basic information on your income, number of kids, and then they'll find a plan that best fits your needs. In fact, with the new laws, 90% of Americans qualify for reduced or free health care. You can select great plans like Florida Blue, that's my carrier, love them, paying $800 left after making the call. 877-652-0244. Our highly trained professionals know all the intricacies of the new laws. They will do all the work. You save tons of money. So if you're being dropped from Medicaid, fear not. Call 877-652-0244. Get real health insurance, free doctor visits, free blood work, no deductibles. 877-652-0244. Hey, JP here for Extravaganza Productions Incorporated, EPI. You've probably seen their purple logo at so many events that you've gone to. They are based in Tampa. And for over 33 years, they've been creating and producing conferences, meetings, and special events. The biggest to the smallest, solid reputation of delivering the best audiovisual, sound, lighting, entertainment, video production, and decor on time and on budget. I've worked with them with so many big events. The Warrior Games, which was an Olympic-style event all over uh, Tampa Bay, from McDill to the Convention Center to USF. They did it flawlessly, made it look big and fantastic. I've worked with them on small events as well. 
uh, large and small meetings and conferences, sporting events, fundraisers. If you got a fundraiser, you don't know the logistical way to pull it off, they'll take care of everything. Entertainment events, branding events, grand openings, so much more. The folks at Extravaganza Productions are the most professional and the best. I've worked with them many times. They are fantastic. You can contact them through extravaganzaproductions.com or call 813-621-4700. Extravaganza Productions, they are awesome. All right, this is for all you guys who don't want to go to the gym and do 5,000 crunches. At Bay Area Modern Medical Center, you can get on the new True Body Machine where you can reduce fat and tone up your muscle. It's like doing 54,000 crunches in just 15 minutes. Define your body as you see fit. True Body offers personalized muscle stimulation that delivers the equivalent of those 54,000 crunches in just 15 minutes. Just Get in touch with them at Bay Area Modern Medical Center, BAMMC.com. Chris Lugo and the team over there will set you up on True Body and get amazing results. Non-invasive with comfortable and little to no pain and zero downtime. You can isolate and target those areas that you want to improve and treat multiple areas simultaneously. It's an amazing machine, so check it out at Bay Area Modern Medical Center, BAMMC.com. Well, Fitz the Mortgage Guy did it again. A listener heard his ad was going to another big bank but called Scott Fitzgerald at American Mortgage Services of Tampa and Fitz saved him $618 on his monthly payment. Are you kidding me? Folks, that's big money. Rates are going up. They're going down. They're going all over the place. Scott will shop your loan and save you lender fees and get the best rates. Email him, scott at amstampa.com, or call 813-294-7595. That's Fitz, the mortgage guy. Lots of stuff going on right now, and these rates are going all over the place. You need somebody knowledgeable in the market that will work hard for you and get you the best deal. That's my man, Scott. He's done three loans for me, done thousands of loans for local folks here, works with a lot of the coaches and players in the area. He's the guy. 813-294-7595 or go to scott at amstampa.com. Insurance coverage can be confusing and expensive. I mean, where do you start? Which companies can you count on to pay out fast and fair? Well, call the great folks at Italiano Insurance. It's a family-owned business. Jeff and Nat Italiano are carrying on the 60-year-plus tradition of giving amazing customer service and giving back to the community through their annual backpack drive for needy students and their support of the local pediatric cancer patients. But it's the customer service that sets them apart. They can shop all your insurance needs and save you big-time money. Don't hop on the Internet and waste time looking at some bogus reviews. Talk to knowledgeable agents and not some voice-generated robot. These are confusing times for homeowners, and Italiano's team of experienced professionals can provide the right coverage for every situation, home, auto, business, life. It's Italiano for all the pieces of your life. Call 813-877-7799 or go to italianoinsurance.com. Coming back at you. Now, more with JP on Fan Stream Sports. It's only just begun. All right, welcome back to the JP Peterson Show here on this Thursday. We're coming to you live from our Orlando studio as Nick Edis is there in our St. Petersburg studio in RHS TV. By the way, download the RHS TV app if you want to watch the show in its entirety. All our shows are archived there as well. So if you miss something, you can go watch that. If you're into the watching TV portion of the show, and as always, download our app, Fanstream Sports, all one word. You can listen to the show there live. Tap that app, fanstreamsports.com is our website. 
And am I leaving anything out? No, it's all there for Apple you. And all Spotify. our social media. Apple and Spotify. That's right. Well. Apple and Spotify. Yeah, definitely subscribe there because you get the updates um, and notifications when the when the show goes to the podcast, which is about noon every single day, and you can listen there. So we appreciate all you guys listening. The numbers are going up. We really appreciate it. Um, we think we're giving you some pretty good content on a daily basis, and we thank all of you for jumping in. Um, speaking of which, before we get to some fresh Tom Brady sound, um, that kind of wraps up what we were talking about early, some uh, thoughts here. Uh, RJ Martin says, Morning, guys. Ready for the NBA Finals tonight? Go Nuggets. Yes, we're going to get to that here in just a little bit. Um, from Thomas Casper on the Field Museum in, in uh, Chicago, the Maneater Lions are their taxidermy. They have good taxidermy at the Field Museum. I prefer live animals myself, though. We'll go to the zoo for that. Cubs, um, Cubs brought it to the Rays. All the guys that are worth the damn to the Cubs contributed. I Honestly, when I look at that Cubs team and the, some of the players they have on there, I wonder why they're not better than they are. I know the pitching is not tremendous, but um, there's a lot of good players over there. I I, I wonder why they're not as, as good. Uh, Burgett Brothers all online now in HD. Oh, thank you, Thomas, for that. That's great. You don't have to go to the library anymore to see all those pictures. So if you're into Tampa history, uh, look Burgett Brothers online and get that. Um, Nick, I'll be at the United Center for CM Punk's return again. <laughs> Oh, is this the obligatory wrestling portion of the show? It is. It absolutely is, JP. The prodigal son is coming back. It's coming back. June 17th, Saturday night, AEW Collision, the debut on TNT, United Center in Chicago. CM Punk is back. CM Punk is back. And it's going to be glorious. What's the date on that? June 17th. Yeah, I'm busy. (laughs) Um, Lonnie says, forget all that, JP. Get your ass to Amelie for WWE with Nick. Is it, is it coming to Amelie? This, we got, you got two options, JP. You can go on a Monday night to see Raw in Tampa, or you can go to SmackDown on Friday night uh, in Orlando. I would tell you it's easier to watch SmackDown than it is Raw. I will just tell you that. And you're already usually in Orlando on weekends, so a Friday might even work better as well. It's two hours yeah. instead of three hours, and it goes by a little quicker, and it's the A show, quote-unquote. Okay. All right. I might do that. Uh, that's, a, that's a maybe. That's a maybe. We maybe got a maybe out of you. you go. We'll take it. Are you going? Are you going to go? I'm trying to go to one of them. I'm trying to go to one okay. of them. Most likely SmackDown, probably. Thomas Casper says, Brady is a freak show. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get to that here in just a second. Um, so James, always the Brady defender. Here we go. Uh, he was 20 pounds lighter and going through the public divorce, which played a huge role in his suckage. I'm certainly not saying he is a Super Bowl quarterback, but I'm sure if he plays, he won't embarrass himself. He embarrassed himself last year, dude. Did you not see that? Did you not see that? Look, I understand. We're the ones who reported on all that before everybody else did. We knew what was going on. But again, if he plays everything above board, and doesn't you know try to circumvent everything? Go behind everybody's back and says, "Hey, I want to trade, trade me." And there's negotiations that go back and forth. And Brady says, "Look, I don't want to play for you guys. I want to you know get get my marriage back. I want to try to save my marriage and play in Miami and do all that." I mean, it's a, it's a freaking hour flight, a private flight from Tampa to Miami. I so whatever. 
But um, if that, if you're on a private, there's an airport right there at Davis Islands. He could be in Miami in minutes. Um, but anyway, um, regardless, it is what it is. And now we have fresh Brady sound. So evidently, Brady wanted to address the rumors that are out there about him playing. And I believe you have some fresh sound there, Nick, to play. Yeah, this is an interview he did with Sports Illustrated, I believe. Yeah, Robert L- Robert Lumberg from Sport from SI Now, uh, and this was Brady asked about the rumors of him coming back to play. What is your message to those fans, the media, whoever it is that's constantly concocting a way for you to come back? I'm certain I'm not playing again, so I've tried to make that clear, and I, I hate to continue to profess that because I've already told people that uh, lots of times. But I'm looking forward to my my broadcasting job at Fox next year. Um, I'm looking forward to the opportunity ahead with the with the Raiders, and we're in the process of that, along with the other different things that I'm a part of professionally and in my personal life, just spending as much time with my kids as I can and seeing them grow up and support the different things that they have going on. And that's a very important job, and I take them all pretty seriously. All right, so there you go. That sounds pretty definitive to me um so and again i'm not sitting i'm not sitting here saying that brady was coming back once if he does come back that was my opinion that i said earlier and i who knows if even him saying this now doesn't i mean he said he was retired before right and he said yeah i'm not coming back and then of course he came back so we'll believe it when we don't see it I think that's the, the the best way to go about that. But I I I think, you know, basically I think Tom Brady saw what I saw last year, that he can't play anymore. He can't take the shots. He can't hang in there and 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 wait for receivers to come open and take those five to seven shots that every great quarterback has to take per game at least to play in the NFL and to play well and to deliver balls downfield. It's just the way the game is played. You have to hang in there on some plays, and Brady was unwilling or unable to do that last year. And when you get to that point in your career, you can't play anymore. So he knows that. And if you were paying attention last year, you see that he's cooked. He should, if he decides to come back, if he does, and I don't think he will, um, it's not going to be pretty. And he knows that, and that's why he's not coming back. Yeah, I, fair I, enough. That's why I said it was like one percent chance. Uh, but I think it's probably even negative something at this point. So there you go. Tom Brady's not coming back into story. So you don't get your wish. Good. You don't get your wish. Dad gummit. Dad gummit. No, I listen. I I don't want. In all reality, I don't want to see him come back anymore because I saw Johnny Unitas at the end of his career. You know, I saw some of these great players at the end of their career, Brett Favre and others that Pey- just Peyton become Manning. so broken. Yeah. Peyton Manning become so broken down. That you just and you don't want that to be the lasting image of the, the, these great players, um, and you know Marino was a little bit in that way himself. You just don't want to see that. So and I don't want to see that from Tom Brady. I wish him the best. I'm not saying I, I don't want to make it sound like I hate the guy, but I'm just very open. My, op, my eyes are open to what that was all about. And you know, again, to the to the Buccaneer fans, if you want to deify him as the greatest Buccaneer of all time, I'm just not. I'm not in your camp. You know, he, he came, he conquered, he did what he was supposed to do. He served himself. He served the Bucks. Everybody's happy. We move on. But I, and I'm okay with a couple of statues. Sure. Throw the, put him in the ring of honor statue his ass up. That's all good. 
It was great. He was part of the team. I'm not trying to erase the history here. And, and by but the I'm way, open my, I'm op- my Tom, eyes are wide open as to what it was about. Tom Brady was good for business for three Oh, years. absolutely. And I'm talking about our business. Tom Brady was oh. great for business and probably will not be that high ever again, if I'm going to be completely honest. I will genuflect to him for that. Thank you, Tom Brady, very much. We appreciate that. Absolutely. Yeah, he did wonders for my career. I was the one who predicted he was going to come here. We broke the story he was going to come here. So, yeah, did wonders for my career. I appreciate that very much. You know, we were out front on all the stuff last year that was going on. So thank you, yes. But, again, I think that's why people listen to the show because we are an independent show. We are not connected to corporate media in any way, shape, or form. We can say what we want to say. We can be upfront with people. We can keep it real. That's what we do here. I think we have an advantage over a lot of people, quite frankly, that, that can't do that because they're constantly monitored on what they say by, by higher-ups who don't want certain storylines getting out or certain narratives getting out, and they want to push their narratives. We don't do that here. We try to keep it as, as objective as we possibly can. I'm not saying we always get it right. We don't, but we, we try to give you as much as we possibly can on a daily basis. I think we, I think we do a pretty good job of it, personally. Um, all right, let's uh, transition to uh, some Buccaneer talk, shall we? Um, I saw on, um, I think it was Get Up yesterday morning, um, Harry Douglas. They were playing this. They were playing now the what we'll call the Zabruder Buccaneer quarterback film of Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask missing tight ends who will never play in the NFL, going down the field, seam routes, and they were missing him. Uh, against air. And they're like, if you can't complete passes against air, you can't complete. We get all that. But come on. It's 45 seconds of OTAs, and I don't even know which guys were the the tight ends they were throwing to down the seam. Some of them may make the team. I'm not even sure. I didn't even look at the numbers, to be quite honest with you. But if you're putting – if you're going to sit there and say Kyle Trask and Baker Mayfield are complete garbage and cannot play in this league – I'm I'm just, you're not, uh, Harry Douglas, I love you. Harry used to come on our show all the time in Atlanta. Great dude. But, and I'm not sitting here saying that Kyle Trask and Mike Baker Mayfield are making all pro. It's not what I'm saying. But let's not put a whole lot of stock into a little bit of OTA tape. All right? Um, It just, it's ridiculous. Uh, Let's let's wait to see something a little bit more credible and a little bit more, um, shall we say, easier to dissect. You don't know what the situations were. You don't know who's running the routes. You don't know what, you know, if they were running bad routes or where they were supposed to be. So I'm not, uh, and, and the, most of those guys, like I said, are not the number one guy. Yep. Now, what is good, Chris Godwin is out there. Mm-hmm. Chris Godwin is running routes, and um, I, I love to see that. Uh, I, don't know if, I don't know if Mike Evans was out there very much. I know Vita Veda show up. Most of the older veterans are, haven't been there a lot. But they did show up. Chris Godwin's been there, as far as I know, almost every single day for OTAs. It sounds like that's who he is. I was going to say, it sounds like most of the offensive guys, I think, not named Mike, and I think Gage because of injury, I think all the other offensive guys are there, actually. Most of the offense is there, so give them credit for that because it's a new system. This is a new beginning for the Bucs, and that's what I'm focusing on when it comes to OTAs. I don't give a rip about these, these videos that come out. Right, that's thirty-second clips. They don't tell the whole story. It's two throws out of a hundred throwing session. Right? Of course, there's going to be misses. Right? I mean, we the only ones, but we only like to show the ones that are that don't hit. That's what we love to do. 
I'm not going to focus on that. Again, I said this yesterday. I'm focusing on the process of these throws, and that's bootlegs, that's rolling out, the creativity in the offense, some of those things. I'm going to focus on that because that, to me, is what's going to help this offense so much this year. And to the point about Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask, can these guys play or stuff like that, I'll give you my full answer after the first four weeks of the season. After four weeks of the season, I think that's a good sample size. I will know whether or not either of these guys can play. And then, I, if, listen, if I'm wrong and they completely suck and crap the bet, I'll come out and tell you that. But give me until four games to say that. Until then, I'm going to continue to make the argument like we both have and that I think people in this market are, are, are saying is that these guys got a shot. They've got a shot. I'm not going to write them off by any means right now until I see four games during the regular season, which will tell me what I think I know. And let me, let me say this, because I think so many people, especially in the national media, are so fixated on the Brady factor. Okay, they won games, they won eight games with Brady. Now they got Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask. They're going to suck even worse. And that, the ergo, this is all they look at. It's surface they don't look level. At, it's surface level. They don't look at the offensive coordinator last year and what was going on. Who's still on how dysfunctional. Exactly. It's just how totally dysfunctional it was. They didn't look at critically at Brady's play and how bad he was. And everything was dysfunctional in the offense. I will, I'm not going to tell you that Baker Mayfield or, or Kyle Trask is going to be a great quarterback. I don't know that yet. Nobody does. Nobody does. What I do know is this offense will score more than 18 points a game. I will guarantee that this offense scores more than 18 points a game, which is what Brady's offense scored last year. Mm-hmm. I will guarantee that. They will be better than that. And that's all that matters. It doesn't matter how good the quarterback's numbers are. The object of the game, you play to win the game. You play to win the game. And if the if the quarterback has to go a 12 of you know 20 for 132 yards while your running game is running for 210 and you're and you're winning the game 24 to 3, I don't give a rip what the quarterback's numbers are. I don't care. Okay? It's winning the game. It's playing complementary football. It's not turning the football over. It's giving your running game a chance that allows your defense to rest and play winning football. That's what offense is about. It's about winning. It's not about the quarterback's numbers. It's not about the receiver's numbers. It's not about anything except dubs. Mm -hmm. And that's all I care about. And to me, an offense that is more varied and unpredictable – even with a, quote, lesser quarterback, can be better and help you win football games. That's the object of the game, not the quarterback's numbers. Now, if the quarterback's numbers are great, there's a pretty good chance that your offense is great and things are working like the Chiefs and you're winning games. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that's what – that. so, yes, having a good quarterback obviously contributes to that. But it's the how does this quarterback play in your system, Right. How does it work in your system? How does it work within the confines of your entire team? Now, you know, the Bucks put a lot of emphasis on their defense this year in the draft and in free agency, right? Mm-hmm. We expect this defense to be, I don't want to say the calling card, but the driving force behind this team. We have a defensive head coach. We, we sunk a lot of money in the offseason uh, uh, with little money we had left into re-signing Jabel Dean and Levante David, right? 
we drafted a, a, a first-round pick on defense, um, a third-round pick on defense, right? Um, the fourth-rounder. Who was the fourth-rounder? They didn't have a fourth-rounder. Yeah, didn't have a fourth That's why I couldn't remember. Um, right, but the fifth-rounder. Throw Ryan Neal in there as well in the free agency signing. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, they did everything they can to beef up this defense. So this defense better be – you know, a top five defense. Yeah, top I, five, top seven defense. I think as the things stand right now, the Bucks are good enough to win seven to eight games. I think right now, that's where I'm. Right. You're marking it at. And, and listen, I'm, and, that's, and that's not me saying they're going to make the playoffs. That's not me. Saying they're going to be a Super Bowl contender. Uh, Vegas that's has what, what six and a half. That's six yeah. Half that's not what I'm saying. I'm just my whole no. my whole argument for this whole thing is they are not going to be in the top five picking next year that is my whole thing I feel pretty confident in saying they will not be picking in the top five next season like everybody is just kind of penciling them in right there some people are just sharpening them in right there that's my whole point right. I think right now they're seven to they're in a seven to eight win football team they're kind of middle of the road like I think a lot of teams in the NFL honestly are right the defense is the whole thing here if the defense plays to a top 10 is a top 10 unit right and they can be a little bit better versus the top teams in the league as we're compared to last year, then maybe they can become a 9-10 to 10 win football team. And I think ultimately that's their ceiling. So I'm telling you is that they're somewhere in between 7-10 and 10, in my opinion. 7-8 and eight right now if the defense plays to their potential, 9 or 10. I think that's a pretty fair assessment of where the Buccaneers are right now. And by the way, my bold take for the Bucs offensively, how they're going to be better next year, this running game has nowhere to go but up. Nowhere to go but up. And in the games they ran for 100 yards last year, I believe they were like 4-1 and one or 3-1. and one. They might have been undefeated, I think, right? I have to go back and check it out. Right. And I think Rashad yeah. White is going to finish in the top 15 in rushing this season. That is my bold I take for Rashad White. Also, on a side note, shout-out to Pewter Report. They had him on yesterday. Matt Matera and Scott Reynolds. Rashad White was on. Again, and you say this all the time, you've spoken with him in the locker room and things like that, as impressive as a young man as you've ever yeah. seen come into the... And then that what Scott said? Rashad White is the most impressive young player he's seen come around the Bucks, and he's been covering this team for almost three decades. Okay, yeah. Rashad White is a special human being, and I think he's really close to being a special player. He's got the traits. So nobody wants to talk about Rashad White, but I think he is actually going to be the key to why the Bucks are going to be a better offense this year as compared to last year. 100% agree. 100% agree. I think, uh, and I'll go even further, I think he's going to be a top 10 combined yards from scrimmage next year. He could. Because, yeah, as a, number one, there's not, a, you know, not guys knocking on the door behind him. I mean, he's the clear, clear number one. He's going to get 25 to 30 touches a game. That alone in, in this offense should produce, you know, over 110 yards per, per, per game from scrimmage, I'm thinking. So I think – from a fantasy perspective, I think he – and he's better in short yardage than people give him credit for. Yeah. Uh, I think the offensive line is going to be improved. It, it's so funny. We we zero in so much on the offense. It's all the all we talk about, quarterback, offense, blah, 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 blah. It's the defense that has to lead this team. And we think Shaq Barrett's coming back. Okay, now we don't know what he's going to look like, right? We don't – the Achilles injury – Speed is a lot of his game. Will he have the same get off? Blah, 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 blah. Look. And, and the personal, Shaq, obviously the personal life as well. Yes. You have to yes, throw that in there. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a great point. Great point. 
Uh, it's a lot to come back from. There's no question about it. But, you know, especially when you have personal tragedy in your life, you tend to uh, hopefully really focus in on, you know, your family, your profession, and because that's where you get the most joy, the most, um, you know, that can, can help you move past a tragedy like that. So I, I just, I'm praying for a big year from Shaq Barrett, but I think we kind of just forgot about him. You know, you put Kalijah Kansi in, in with Vita Vea and Shaq Barrett um, and, and some of the other guys they got across the front that can add a little pop here and there. I, I, I want to see something. You know, we, we're paying uh, both of our corners elite money, right? Mm-hmm. If, if they're as good as we think they are and the rest of the league thinks they are because they have that value, then you know, when Antoine Winfield returning to his more natural position – I think this defense has a chance to be special, you know, and you know, a lot of it depends on, unfortunately, Devin white. If Devin white wants to get on board and start thinking Buccaneers first, instead of Devin white first, boy, this defense has a chance to be super special. And if he doesn't get the hell out of the way, my man, Servassier is on the way. All right. So I, that to me is, is the thing that we really should be talking about. Where the hell is Devin white? Let's go get in there and start acting so, like a captain and be the great player we know you can be. So we got mandatory. I was going to. I was actually going to ask about that. We have mandatory OTAs coming up. What and pretty soon, right? Because right now we're still yeah. in the voluntary stage. So if he's not there for the mandatory uh, OTAs, would he start getting fined then, or is that for training camp? I think mandatory o- OTAs you get fined if you don't show up. So I don't think it's a big deal. But it's yeah, I, th- I think it's because otherwise, you know. I think he's. Then I, I mean, I. Why would they be mandatory? It would make no sense on it. I think he'll probably show up. To be honest with you, and I mean, I'm just I'm trying to decipher the guy's tweets because you know <laughs> he's leaving it a lot for speculation. But the last one that he did have was he was so excited to play football and, and ready to go. So I'm like, okay, well, let's see if he's there for mandatory OTAs. Then hopefully this can kind of we can fade this down a little bit. And we can get back on board because this is going to be a big. This is such a huge year for Devin White. The, oh God! It yes. doesn't get more make like we say like JTS is in a make or break, but in all reality, JTS still has another year on a contract coming after. It's a make or break for him to get the fifth year option, of course. But mm-hmm. Devin White, this is really make it or break it because this is going to determine how much money he's going to make for the next five or six years. So. I'd like to see the merit mandatory OTAs and, and let's kind of get this under the rug a little bit. One, uh, one last thing I want to talk about, and you're absolutely right with Devin White. That's a, a big key to this season. Um, and I, I think we just want some clarity. If you're going to be here, great. If you're not, move out of the way. Um, but I, I kind of look at this Bucks team in terms of, and I think that's how all Bucks fans should look at this team in this season. Where is this team in terms of returning to the Super Bowl? Now, I know this is a crazy question, right? But if you're not – if we we can all agree that this is not a Super Bowl roster yet, right? Not a Super Bowl roster yet. My question to you is, Nick, how close is it? What has to take place for this team, and how is it going to get there? Like, what is it going to be based on? In your best – and your best, this is a much better, bigger conversation we'll probably have tomorrow. So I'll just tease it right now because I'm going to, I'm going to think it through a little bit more and see where, cause this is, we're well, probably at least two drafts away from that. I can give you two quick, I can give you two quick things that I think are going to come down to it. And I think they're okay. pretty obvious. Number one is the head coach. 
I don't know if Todd Bowles is capable of being a Super Bowl winning head coach. That I'll tell you right now. Number two, and it's the easy answer, is the quarterback. Quarterback. I don't think, regardless of how Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask play this year, it's not going to be to the level, in my opinion, where you can win a Super Bowl. Especially if you look at the trend of the quarterbacks that are coming out right now. I think we would both tell you those guys are nowhere near as talented as most of the talent that's coming through the draft nowadays, and even that exists right now, especially in the AFC. That helps them a little bit that the NFC is pretty weak to where I don't know who the second best quarterback in the NFC is. It's honestly, it might be Kirk Cousins. I don't know. And that pretty much tells you everything you need to know there. But that's it. I think Todd Bowles is probably not going to be your head coach by the time you get, if you even get to that point. And your quarterback is going to eventually going to have to be somebody you draft. We've, t- we've talked about that. The Bucks have never drafted a quarterback that has really panned out over their near 50 years of existence here. Eventually, mm-hmm. they're going to have to. You can't continue. No, I, no. Well, We've won two Super Bowls without doing it. That's true, but how many other teams have honestly done? You, you know the natural route is to draft a quarterback, and then you go through the whole process of, of building around him while he's cheap, and then you have this really good roster, and you try to maximize those first five years, and then you get the big contract, right? And then you try to do the best you can to float a bunch of guys there. You have to draft really well, and hopefully you get a 15-year run out of them. That is right. usually how the NFL goes. The Bucks have never had that. They've never had a quarterback longer than five seasons. And I believe Jameis was the only one. So they have to do those two things, in my opinion. Well, I think, I think you're right on. Right on. Um, it's a quarterback and head coach league, right? And, we, and we've talked about what? The Eagles model, right? Yeah. So following their Super Bowl win, you know, you say, guess what? They didn't have their coach and they didn't have their quarterback. And I would say to you right now that the Bucs don't have their head coach that's going to win them their next Super Bowl, and they don't have their quarterback that's going to win them their next Super Bowl. Yeah. That, that yeah. said, that said. So what did, the, what did the Eagles do to get back to Super Bowl? I know they didn't win it, but to get back. They went out and hired a unproven head coach in Sirianni, right? Offensive side. And they drafted their down on the offensive side, um, not proven as a head coach, proven as an offensive mind. Um and a quarterback they drafted where? In the second round. In the second round out of the SEC. <laughs> so do they have their quarterback in the future? Do they have their quarterback that's going to win them? I would say, and I'm not saying that Kyle Trask is that guy. I'm not saying that. I don't know yet. I haven't seen enough. Nobody knows. Nobody knows because every one of you mofos, and I know Jalen Hurts hasn't won the MVP or has not won or has, has not won the Super Bowl and or the MVP. Every one of you said, Oh, Jalen Hurts ain't the guy. Jalen Hurts is never gonna win a Super don't Bowl. Look at me. Jalen, don't, don't look at never me. gonna get to the Super Bowl. What? I said don't don't rope me into that category. <laughs> I've been don't on Jalen Hurts since day one. I told Sal Palantonio last year before the season, I said, I think you got something there. I think Jalen Hurts is the guy. I think he can be the guy. So I'm not saying, but I'm saying. A second-round pick, a guy who dominated in the SEC. And the Big 12. Can get it done. What, what's that? Well, in Hurts' case, and the Big 12. Right, in the Big 12, right. So it played in, in both and, and played very well. Um, but, again, it's every, nobody thought that he would be the guy. Nobody thought that he would be the guy. 
So I, I just, you know, we got to tap the brakes on a lot of different stuff right here. But I think the bottom line is, and I, I agree with you, and we'll get, probably get into this more tomorrow. Um, I don't think the Bucs have their Super Bowl head coach, and I don't think they have their quarterback. That said, there are pieces on this team that have to take a step this year. For them to be a Super Bowl contender, number one, Kalijah Kansi has to become a great player. Say it again. Kalijah Kansi doesn't have to be Aaron Donald, but he has to be Aaron Donald White. He's got to make a couple of Pro Bowls. He's got to be disruptive up front. He's got to be able to, to create double teams where outside guys can get sacks or he can get sacks. He is a linchpin, in my opinion. He's got to be great for the Bucks to take the next step. All right? Logan Hall needs to be a contributor, a solid contributor along the defensive line, adding sacks, etc. Yaya Diaby needs to become somewhat of a, a force on the outside. And these are all things, I'm not saying they're going to happen. I'm saying if you're building a team for the future, okay, Antoine Winfield has to become an all-pro safety from the safety position. These two corners have to start getting interceptions and not just covering people. Okay, these are things that need to have the way the Bucks are built right now. Their defense, their defense, you know, either Savassier or or Devin White have to take over as a as an impact linebacker in leadership for for seasons to come because Levante David is not going to play forever. Okay, all these things I think have to happen on the offensive side. Um, their offensive line has to become a strength. But some of the, the they've put a, a lot of capital into this offensive line. Okay, you got a first round pick in in Tristan Wirfs. You got two second round picks, and you got you got a lot of draft capital that are invested in this offensive line. They need to be great. Rashad White, Rashad White needs to be great. Needs to be great. Chris Godwin has to have at least three or four more good years in him, and they've got to go find another number one receiver um, that's not on this team yet that's going to help them win a Super Bowl. I think all those things have to happen for them to win a Super Bowl. And that's just off the top of my head. Right? It's a lot of things. It's hard. It's a lot of things. It's hard. But it signifies where they're at. Right, to exactly. Be a, to be a Super exactly. Bowl winning team, you have to win. I mean, I said they're like 7-8 to eight right now. You probably have to get somewhere in the 11 and above category during the regular season to even be a contender. And those are the things that would take them over the top. You didn't even mention JTS. He's also, they need their first round picks to play like first round picks. Exactly. That, that's the, the ones big that thing. they've invested Devin, high picks in. They've yeah. got to start playing at a ho- much higher level. Yeah, because of the ones they've had lately. I think Vita plays like a first round pick. Uh, Tristan obviously plays like a generational player. Devin White, eh, not really. JTS, no. And Logan Hall, I mean, I'm going to call him a first round pick. I mean, he was taken with the first pick in the second round. No, he's a first round pick as far as I'm concerned. Needs to play some resemblance, or at least showcase the talent. So anything. A contributor, like you said, I'll take at this point with Logan Hall. And then Kalijah Kansi, right? Of those guys, Kalijah Kansi, to me, has the best, is more equipped, I think, to be a great player than the ones that I, I mentioned between JTS, Logan I Hall, agree. and Devin White. I think Kalijah Kansi has that potential. And I, I truly I think he's probably going to get there at some point. But it's a lot of... There's a lot of things for them to get to that point, though, as you mentioned. Nobody nobody had Logan Hall or JTS as a possible top 10 pick, right? Nobody. Nobody. They were late-round first-round picks or second-round picks. Kalijah Kansi was on a lot of people's draft boards as a top 10 player. And that's why why the Bucs took him, because he was the best player available on the board. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, so I think he has a chance to do that. These other guys, that's why right now I don't see a Super Bowl. I mean, all those things that I said that have to happen, most of them are unlikely. It no. is unlikely. You'll probably get about, JTS. You'll probably get about right. two or two or three max of the things you said. We'll probably like because some of those examples you pointed out, like Carlton Davis and Jamel Dean, they're really good cover corners. But at this point in their career, I think I know who they are. At some point, you know who somebody is. And if you're not a ball hawk after four or five years in the league, I don't know. I have to go back and look at history, honestly, of to find an example of somebody who just automatically gained ball skills all of a sudden, right? Right. So right. as much as I love for them to do that, and I think if you're going to consider them, to, or consider them top tier corners, they're going to have to pick the ball off. I don't know how likely that one's going to come to pass. So to your point, I think you probably are lucky to get two out of them. Are you laughing at the same comment I am from, uh, yes, from Richie? Yes. Yes. <clears throat> Have to put that one up. Kyle Trash just doesn't have enough rasp in his voice to be a top-tier quarterback. I suggest he takes up smoking menthols like Lynn, Lynn Dawson used to do. That's, That's okay. what I, I once, in my early in my career when I worked with Gene Deckerhoff, I was like, hey, man, how do I get pipes like you? He's like, uh, three packs a day and a case of Budweiser. I'm like, pass, pass. I'll wait, to, I'll wait to grow into it. You've seen some of my early work on YouTube. And I talk like this most of the time. Yeah, you don't sound anywhere near like you sound now. Yeah, I had a Mickey, I had a Mickey Mouse voice uh, early on in my career, as many of us did. Hey, hey, um, hey by the way, just this is just for Richie and for anybody who else was listening yesterday. We actually had a brief conversation about cigarettes yesterday. And I don't know how it came up yesterday. But I was trying to figure out this brand that I was going through. So, Richie, it's 305s. I went back and asked the person I was mentioning. <laughs> it's 305s. And the person emphasized to me he buys them because they are super, super cheap. And they were so cheap that I typed in every cigarette brand in the world, and it didn't even pop up in, like, the top 50. So it's 305s, <laughs> Richie. It was just – I could not think of it yesterday during the show, and it was irritating me. But there it is. And think about this. Cigarettes alone are really, really bad for you. Like, that's really bad. Inhaling tobacco is really, really bad for you. We've established this, right? I think so. And you're smoking and you're smoking bad cigarettes? Like, imagine what's in that crap. Imagine what you're inhaling if they're making them so cheap that, I mean, it's probably like 50% tobacco and 50% who the F knows. And I, you're like, I'm telling you, I, hey, reason- at least I'm saving money. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm going to need a lung replacement in about a year and a half, but I'm saving money. The reason why I Your told boy. the reason why I told this story real quick before we hit this break was because I was talking about how, like, when I worked at Ring Power, and I said it was the, probably the most interesting group of guys you'll ever see in that kind of in that field, and they all smoked, and they would smoke like in the garage all the time, and they would kind of like break the or like crack the uh, the door all the time, so like it would go out, obviously. And we had like a big fan, a big blower motor fan in the garage. And so every time these guys would smoke, it would always come in my direction. And I'm getting pelted with smoke. I'm getting pelted with like the little like ashes that come off of it. And every time this one person in particular smoked his 305s, the smell was, I, it was, I can't even describe it. It gives me like PTSD Noxious. to think about it. Yeah, it like knocks you over. Whereas the yeah. other people that smoked like regular like marble red and all that, it was a lot more pleasant. I'll put it that way, if that's possible. And you could yeah, tell the difference yeah. in like the price of it. So there you go. Yeah. Your friend will be dead soon. Just <laughs> okay, smoking 305s. He, he's, yeah. No, it's, it's, it is what it is. Trust me on that deal. 
Uh, all right, we'll take a break. When we come back, some other uh, great questions here. Christopher Cole has asked, thoughts on rumors that Jameis Winston is going to be traded to the Raiders? I do have some thoughts on that. Um, and uh, a couple other things we want to get to. We got to get to the NBA, NBA Finals yeah, NBA tonight. Finals, yeah. yeah, we got to get to And Shannon Sharp has had enough of Skip Bayless. Oh, my. Where is she going next? I think we know that. And is ESPN and therefore Disney in big, big trouble? Financially, we will talk about all those things when we come back. We're brought to you by Italiano Insurance. Get that insurance checkup can save you thousands. 813 877 7799. Back in three. It's like doing 54,000 crunches in just 15 minutes. Define your body as you see fit. True Body offers personalized muscle stimulation that delivers the equivalent of those 54,000 crunches in just 15 minutes. Just get in touch with them at Bay Area Modern Medical Center, BAMMC.com. Chris Lugo and the team over there will set you up on True Body and get amazing results. Non-invasive with comfortable and little to no pain zero downtime you can isolate and target those areas that you want to improve and treat multiple areas simultaneously it's an amazing machine so check it out at bay area modern medical center bammc.com well fits the mortgage guy did it again a listener heard his ad was going to another big bank but called scott fitzgerald at american mortgage services of tampa and Fitz saved him 618 dollars on his monthly payment are you kidding me folks that's big money Rates are going up, they're going down, they're going all over the place. Scott will shop your loan and save you lender fees and get the best rates. Email him, scott at amstampa.com or call 813-294-7595. That's Fitz the Mortgage Guy. Lots of stuff going on right now and these rates are going all over the place. You need somebody knowledgeable in the market that will work hard for you and get you the best deal. That's my man Scott. He's done three loans for me, done thousands of loans for Local folks here, works with a lot of the coaches and players in the area. He's the guy. 813-294-7595 or go to scott at amstampa.com. Insurance coverage can be confusing and expensive. I mean, where do you start? Which companies can you count on to pay out fast and fair? Well, call the great folks at Italiano Insurance. It's a family-owned business. Jeff and Nat Italiano are carrying on the 60-year-plus tradition of giving amazing customer service and giving back to the community through their annual backpack drive for needy students and their support of the local pediatric cancer patients. But it's the customer service that sets them apart. They can shop all your insurance needs and save you big-time money. Don't hop on the Internet and waste time looking at some bogus reviews. Talk to knowledgeable agents and not some voice-generated robot. These are confusing times for homeowners, and Italiano's team of experienced professionals can provide the right coverage for every situation, home, auto, business, life. It's Italiano for all the pieces of your life. Call 813-877-7799 or go to italianoinsurance.com. 
During COVID, over 1.7 million people were added to the Florida Medicaid rolls, but as of April 1st, 2023, most of these people may not be eligible for the Medicaid coverage and will lose their health plan. If you have been notified you are losing your coverage, don't freak out. It's very likely you can apply for a federal subsidy under the Affordable Care Act. Just call 877-652-0244. Our representatives will walk you through the whole process, get some basic information on your income, number of kids, and then they'll find a plan that best fits your needs. In fact, with the new laws, 90% of Americans qualify for reduced or free health care. You can select great plans like Florida Blue. That's my carrier. Love them. Paying $800 left after making the call. 877-652-0244. Our highly trained professionals know all the intricacies of the new laws. They will do all the work. You save tons of money. So if you're being dropped from Medicaid, fear not. Call 877-652-0244. Get real health insurance, free doctor visits, free blood work, no deductibles. 877-652-0244. Hey, JP here for Extravaganza Productions Incorporated, EPI. You've probably seen their purple logo at so many events that you've gone to. They are based in Tampa. And for over 33 years, they've been creating and producing conferences, meetings, and special events, the biggest to the smallest, solid reputation of delivering the best audiovisual, sound, lighting, entertainment, video production, and decor on time and on budget. I've worked with them with so many big events, the Warrior Games, which was an Olympic-style event all over uh, Tampa Bay, from McDill to the Convention Center to USF. They did it flawlessly, made it look big and fantastic. I've worked with them on small events as well. Uh, large and small meetings and conferences, sporting events, fundraisers. If you got a fundraiser, you don't know the logistical way to pull it off, they'll take care of everything. Entertainment events, branding events, grand openings, so much more. The folks at Extravaganza Productions are the most professional and the best. I've worked with them many times. They are fantastic. You can contact them through extravaganzaproductions.com or call 813-621-4700. Extravaganza Productions, they are awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, let's rock. This is FanStream Sports with JP. All right, welcome back. We are brought to you by the great folks at the Golden Diamond Source. Hey, Father's Day is coming up, kids, so uh, go ahead and go get your dad one of those nice, beautiful watches that they have there, maybe a bracelet. Maybe a necklace that he's been looking at. Um, guys love shiny things, too. So head on over to the Golden Diamond Source. That is the place, always, obviously. And big shout-out to Julian and Steve Weintraub. They both received uh, rewards up at uh, Washington, D.C., went to the White House, won for the Small Business Award. Julie uh, got a, an award for the work she does with domestic violence victims, uh, both very, very deserving. Great folks in the community, and why not keep your money here locally? If you're going to shop for jewelry, the only place to go is the Gold and Diamond Source. Love those folks over there. 3800 Olmerton Road, always online at thegoldendiamondsource.com. Um, all righty. Um, Jameis Winston to the Raiders. So we now know Tom Brady is not going to play, right? So according to Tom Brady, we got that news this morning. Um, he reiterated that he's not going to play. And I don't think I, – I never thought he was coming back this time. I think he's done. Um but Jimmy Garoppolo now has the foot surgery, is not expected to be back until the end of training camp, right? The end of training camp is is when Correct. Um, I think he's supposed to come back. So is, is Bobby Hoyer going to be starting for the Raiders? Um, they drafted the kid out of Purdue. What's his name? Aiden um, O'Connell. 
Is Stidham Hayden still there? Yeah. Stidham? I don't think so. I didn't see his name on the article I read. So there's there's a little bit of buzz about Jameis Winston going to the Raiders. And from a cap situation, they may have to do like a player-for-player player trade. Someone mentioned maybe Hunter Renfro for Jameis. Um, oh. I kind of I think it would be a good fit there. Who'd you say? I, I, Wait a second. Back, did you say Hunter Renfro? Hold on. Yeah, I think that's who I saw in the in the article that I read. They were talking about. Hunter Renfro. Um, oh, could... wait. Hold up. I'm in it. That's me. That's my fault. Because when you said oh. Hunter Renfro, I'm like, wait a second. Hunter, Hunter Renfro for the Angels. And I forgot about the uh, – that's, no, that's, the slot receiver, that's, Clemson. That's me. Continue. National championship. Continue. continue. Yeah. I ruined your thought there. Go ahead. Yeah, so um, that could be a player-for-player player trade. I didn't realize the Saints are $13 million under the cap now. They, they shed a lot of salary with these restructures. Yeah, so um, I, I, think the, I think the trade could work. And Josh McDaniel's offense with Jameis Winston, you know, kind of a back, um, a, a, a true play-action drop back quarterback kind of thing. I, I think that could be a fit right there. Um, now, of course, the, the Raiders could also go get Carson Wentz, who's out there, and not have to give up any compensation. But I think compensation for Jameis is what, a fourth-round pick? Tops? You know, third-round pick maybe? I don't know. I don't know, I don't I don't know what you're getting. Third-round pick seems a little bit extreme. But I, 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 feel, yeah. I genuinely, genuinely feel bad for Jameis because he finally got the I opportunity did. to start in 21, and I thought he started the season pretty good. And then, oh, he's playing great. And then he's the about torn, to torch the Buccaneers. Yeah. Then the torn ACL yeah. happened, and then last year, like he was playing okay, and then he got hurt with the back injury. Right, the Bucks game happened where he threw. He looked like the old Jameis, uh, but right. he had the back injury, and he just could never return from it. Right, and then they go and get Derek Carr, and it's like, okay, I guess Jameis is a backup. And he said it yesterday. He believes that there's no way that he is not capable of being a starting quarterback in the NFL. And I think that's true. I don't think you'll find 31 other quarterbacks better than Jameis Winston. I, I don't think that's so. That's my opinion. That's just my opinion. I mean, the last time that we really saw him play in a full season worth, and I know we're going back to 2019 here, so we're removed from a little – we're, you know, four years removed. Yes, he threw 30 interceptions. I get it. The jokes write themselves. But he still threw 33 touchdowns, and he threw for, what, 5,000 yards? Led the league. He, he still can throw it. He still yeah. can throw it. There's always going to be talent there with Jameis Winston that you're always going to feel like has been untapped. I wish he could have gotten more time with Sean Payton. I really do. Yeah. That, to me, was going to be the perfect scenario for him, and it kind of got taken away from him, unfortunately, because of injuries. Uh, but I think, I think he definitely, the Saints should trade him and give him an opportunity to start somewhere because I think he's worthy enough to be one of the 32 quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah, and I think the Raiders situation right now, I'd have to look a little bit in, more into it. But I, as I recall, their offensive line is not good. They've got some weapons there, um, but I, you know, I would like to see it. I'd like to see him get an opportunity. He's not going to get the perfect opportunity, right? It's not going to be perfect anywhere he goes. But you know, I think that that's about as good as it gets for him right there. Um, and it, it, bottom line is, if for some reason. He stopped turning the ball over. If he kind of finally figured it out and matured his game, I mean, I know that the, ch the chances of that are, are very slim, you know, because we've not seen anything. Although when he started with Sean Payton, those first few games, he was, what, 14 and three? 14 touchdowns, three yeah. picks? Yeah. Through the first, were, like, six games, five like games? Five and two. It, yeah. Yeah. And, and Sean Payton wasn't allowing him to do a lot, right? He yeah. was, 
He was only throwing for about, I think, 175 yards a game. It was very little, but they were winning football games. And, and historically, Josh McDaniel's offense, just looking for the fit there, I mean, I feel like he'd be the kind of quarterback. Like, they didn't allow Mac Jones to do a lot of things the year prior, right? No, no. Like, no it's, a lot of pre, it's a lot of pre-called screens, uh, pre-read plays, you know, getting the ball out quick, uh, getting it into playmakers' hands, and then play action down the field. You know, yeah. you know Brady with the strong arm. Jameis has a strong arm. He can get the ball down. If he can throw the deep ends, he can throw the deep outs. You know, he can do what, make all the big throws. And that's what I always said about him. You know, Arians and Jameis were not a good fit because that's, you know, uh, it's a high-risk offense and a high-risk dude. It's like, you know, pouring gasoline on the fire, right? And so that was never going to work in, 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 a, in, in a real world. And then you have John Payton, who completely managed Jameis Winston into being a efficient quarterback. And that's what you have to do. So, you know, if, if, if Josh has the ability to, you know, keep him under wraps like Sean did, I think he's got a chance. I'd like to see it. I'm rooting for the guy. I've always liked Jameis as a human being. I think he's, you know, he's grossly Far, been misrepresented. Yeah, he's gotten a bad rap for too long, in my opinion. Based on, based on some very, and I'm not, based on some big immaturity when he was in, yeah. in college. Big time. A big time immaturity. And, and a lot of immaturity in the pros, too, yeah, as far as there. that goes. He just never, he never, he, you know, he's always trying to please everybody. He's always, He tries too hard to please everybody, you know. And then when, you know, Deshaun Jackson comes in, he wants to please him. He's forcing the ball to him. He's just, you can't play quarterback that way. You got to play quarterback the way that the game dictates you play it. The defense will tell you where to throw the ball and when to throw the ball. Don't try to force things on your own, and that's always what Jameis has always tried to. His biggest, his biggest strength is the fact that he's a playmaker, and his biggest weakness is he's a playmaker. For one side or the other, he's a play. He's going to make a play every play. It's got to be his last play, and if you know if somehow somebody can coach that out of him, he's got a shot. The problem, you you, the, the no schmo. No schmo walks into the NFL and leads the NFL in passing. You can't do it just being some schmo like everybody thinks Jameis is. You can't do it. You don't throw 33, 40, 35 <clears throat> touchdowns in a year being some trash but, quarterback. But then, again, nobody, but then again, in that offseason, there was no takers to make him a starter. It wasn't right. – It just nobody. there was nobody lining up for Jameis Winston, though. I think the league kind of – the tough thing with him is you you have to be fearful of the fact that this guy could throw twenty interceptions plus in a right, season. Exactly. And in the it's, it's in the not modern palatable. Era, yeah, it's think, not palatable for I an organization to bring him in. The league leader in interceptions this year threw fifteen. That's half of what he threw last time, right? Yeah. And fifteen to me, ten years ago was like, oh, I can live with fifteen, right? I feel like we used to be able to live with that number. Now that's the worst in the NFL. Like everybody, if you're like one of the best quarterbacks, is, but it's Brett not Favre like that anymore. 15 interceptions every like, year. It's not like that anymore. You know that, obviously. The game's right. changed. Right. 15's just too much in the modern NFL, let alone whatever Jameis could end up throwing. There's always the risk there. And I think that's why teams have kind of pumped the brakes on him at the moment. And, and, and also, too, those type of quarterbacks usually aren't your best backups either. Usually as right. a backup, you want somebody who's very safe with the football. That's not going to lose you the game. Jameis gets right. in there as a backup, and it's like, oh god, here we go. He's gonna want to. This is he's gonna want to make plays all over the place, and he's gonna be doing this and that. So I think he's he, honestly he's a tweener right now. I think he's kind of in the middle of where the league is, and it, unfortunately for Jameis, I think they're moving away from his type of his type of skill set. 
I think that's a fair yeah. assessment. I hate it for him. I really do. I would agree. Because I just don't know how many coaches can like do what Sean Payton was doing with him. around. The, I don't know how many Sean Paytons there are around the league. And if they are Sean Paytons around the league, they already have quarterbacks that are the best in the league. All right, before we hit a break, uh, real quick, Shannon Sharp appears to be leaving Fox Sports, uh, probably heading to ESPN. Well, we don't know uh, that. We're speculating. You want to bet? I mean, he could. <laughs> it's, Shannon, it's Shannon Sharp. No matter what, he could do a podcast tomorrow, and I'm sure he'll outrate uh, Undisputed with Skip and whoever they throw in there next to him. Yeah. Yeah, it seems uh, like that marriage is is over. Um, I, I never watched the show. I can't. I can't stomach either one of them. To I, be honest I would, with you, can this be the opportunity? Like, so we did away with. Can we just move away from debate, 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 debate? Can we get away from that type of sports program? No, can because it's cheap to produce, and people, and I guess some people watch it. Yeah, I. I I mean, even yesterday. I, I used to watch those shows a lot, and I I just can't watch them anymore. They've gone you know? over the top. They're all showman. Yeah. It's all showmanship now, but. I don't know. Right, yeah. Let's see who can yell the loudest. See who can put the viral video out there. Who can, you know, it just, it's, yeah, it's not. And every debate to me, becomes personal, too. They all cross the right. line, and it becomes personal. And then as a viewer. Which it it's never like, should. As a viewer, it's like, now I'm just, I'm completely diverted away from the actual meaning of the show. Right? So. Do, I, I don't know. Do, do people like that, though? I, it seems like that's what social media is about. <laughs> That's the what high, all these reality shows about. I, I mean, got to show up this person. I got to well, show up that person. It's got to well, be personal. Social media runs runs so much of this. It's easier to put a clip out there of two guys yelling at each other like that. I know it. I'm in the content business. Right. I have to write about. Right. I write about this stuff all the time. And it's like, oh, we're we're waiting for that big moment to happen from one of these shows. But the highest rated show on ESPN is PTI. Two guys, right. two professionals who've been doing it combined for probably close to a hundred years. And have a great partner, friends, great friends, never personal, never personal, and never gets heated. They just have a discussion for thirty minutes, and the show has never they, changed. Yeah, they 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 captured something that these other jamokes don't get is that you you take you can take weighty topics and have good takes, but you don't have to get personal with your partner. You don't have to yell and scream at them. You respect them. You respect their opinion, and you develop topics with smart takes. You know, because and frankly, that's lowest common denominator stuff is when they, you know, guys just yell and scream at each other and try to outdo each other with some, you know, super crazy take. It's just to me, it's not interesting. It's not interesting. Sports talk. It's like, give me some meat. Give me something to think about. Give me bring up something new. Bring up something I haven't thought about. Give me and I don't listen. I don't agree with Wilp on on a lot of stuff, but I but he I, a lot of his takes. I, I'm like okay, I can see where you're coming from, but I don't necessarily agree with you. And they do it in such a wonderful, uh, charismatic way with great chemistry. And you know, it's hard to create that. It's hard to create that. And, and that show, Undisputed, is just it's unwatchable. <laughs> Between the two of them, I it's awful. I can't I can't watch it. And so many of them are in my opinion. All right, let's uh, take a quick break, and then we come back on the other side. I want to get to the NBA uh, finals that starts tonight. Uh, the ESPN stuff I think is kind of interesting and what I will be watching tonight. wonder what you'll be watching tonight, but I know what I will be watching tonight. So we'll do that when we come back. Stay with us. Jeeves 
law group. Have you been injured in an accident, in an auto accident, truck accident, motorcycle accident, at work or at a place of business? Well, call the Jeeves Law Group and get the personal attention that you deserve. I made the mistake many, many years ago with going with one of the bigger law firms, the national law firms. And let me tell you, getting a call back from those folks was next to impossible. Weeks and weeks would go by never get a call back that doesn't happen with the jeeves law group personal attention is what they're all about when you call the jeeves law group you will be part of the family they will represent you in a vigorous and aggressive way against the insurance companies these larger companies will promise bigger settlements but it's the jeeves law group that will get you the best results if you're tired of dealing with these bigger law firms check out the jeeves law group go to jeeveslawgroup.com tell them jp sent you get a free consultation It's the Jeeves Law Group. Scott Jeeves has been representing clients in the Tampa Bay area for over 25 years. Give them a call. It's a free call. 727-894-2929. 727-894-2929. Or go to JeevesLawGroup.com. Ladies and gentlemen, are you looking to lose weight or just lean up for bathing suit season where there are so many diets and chiropractors and weight loss clinics out there? You don't know where to start, right? We'll start at Bay Area Modern Medical Center. Chris Lugo, PA, and his professional staff will devise a personal plan for you that gets results and will help you keep the weight off. Everybody metabolizes food and supplements differently. Many of these other approaches are designed for the masses. So how's that going to work for you specifically? It's not. Chris will spend one-on-one time with you to find out what works best for you so the weight comes off safely without the use of harmful drugs and side effects. Call 844-977-3477 or go to BAMMC.com. Tell them JP sent you for priority scheduling. 844-977-3477 or BAMMC.com. Insurance coverage can be confusing and expensive. I mean, where do you start? Which companies can you count on to pay out fast and fair? Well, call the great folks at Italiano Insurance. It's a family-owned business. Jeff and Nat Italiano are carrying on the 60-year-plus tradition of giving amazing customer service and giving back to the community through their annual backpack drive for needy students and their support of the local pediatric cancer patients. But it's the customer service that sets them apart. They can shop all your insurance needs and save you big-time money. Don't hop on the internet and waste time looking at some bogus reviews. Talk to knowledgeable agents and not some voice-generated robot. These are confusing times for homeowners, and Italiano's team of experienced professionals can provide the right coverage for every situation, home, auto, business, life. It's Italiano for all the pieces of your life. Call 813-877-7799 or go to italianoinsurance.com. Pure, pure sports. JP is back on. Welcome back. Fanstream Sports. All right, welcome back to the JP Peterson Show here on this Thursday as we head uh, towards the weekend. Um, any any big weekend events? I mean, the NBA Finals going on, NHL Finals get started as well. Um, the Rays are, what, in Boston this weekend, correct? And, not nearly, um, not nearly as a big of a big weekend as this was this past weekend, especially right, with, with the with, racing and everything, with yeah. motorsports and and my wrestling, obviously. Not nearly as big, but. Which well, the way, NBA finals. By the way, real quick to the yeah. wrestling note, AEW just announced during our show they're coming to Tampa in August. Oh and wow! In the Yingling what? Center. Oh, it's gonna be all around you, you now for the next few months. Well, you might have to drag me to one of these shows, see what it's all about, see if you can get me into it. Uh, 
Doubtful. Doubtful. By the way, I um speaking of big shows, I will be emceeing the Tampa Sports Club uh, Hall of Fame inductions coming up on uh, Wednesday night. Uh, and I will be looking forward to that. We'll have more on that. We'll have some of the inductees come on the show this week. So very honored to be doing that um, and still doing my PPL work on the weekends. Yeah. Pro Fidel League, which was uh, great fun last weekend. Incredible <laughs> action. I highly recommend you guys. You can check it out on YouTube, the Pro Padel League on YouTube. Just type that in, ProPadelLeague.com, or just go to YouTube and put in Pro Padel League. And it's if you're a pickleball fan, this is like pickleball on steroids with really great athletes and uh, former great WTA tennis players. Marta Moreros, like the tremendous female player. Um, so it's really cool. Check that out. And, um, yeah, I'd rather watch that than wrestling. Uh, this, this story breaking this morning on TMZ Sports, Eric Lewis, uh, one of the lead officials in the NBA who normally – works the finals will not be working the finals because it has been discovered that he allegedly has a burner Twitter account, a burner phone, Twitter account on uh, on Twitter. And even LeBron James was commenting on this is, and he's been like basically defending officials and himself well, on did, Twitter. Did you see the clip of him after account. somebody made a shot? I can't remember yes. that series. And yes. he kind of was like, damn it. He kind of had that look on his face. Yes. Like, like he he had bet on something and it wasn't going well. Yeah, yeah, that was weird. I mean, it happened. He, he was like he's he's watching the game and the guy made a bucket. And he goes like that, like damn it. Um, and if he has a burner account on Twitter and he's out there impersonating somebody else and defending officials and commenting on official, which by the way is, is against NBA policy unless you get uh, permission to t- talk about. You can't talk about officiating on social media if you're an official. So, yeah, that is a, yep. that's a red flag. No question about it. Hey, um, hey, by the way, real quick to answer R.J. Martin's uh, question here in the chat. Uh, and by the way, he's a big Nuggets fan, so he's going to be in tune to what's going on tonight, which I got the Nuggets winning that series. I think you would agree, right, JP? We're going Nuggets oh, on yeah. this one. I got and Nuggets I'm, and I'm comfortably in five games, by the way. Yeah, I think, I think Miami's exhausted. You know, I think I just think Jimmy Butler, especially, he's just had to carry so much of the weight. Yeah. Um, and it just, I just, I think they're exhausted. I don't, and I don't think they have enough. I think, and I think the Nuggets are horribly underrated as a team. I think they're horribly underrated as a team. I just think they're they're just such a good basketball team. They don't have, you know, all the superstars except for Jokic and, um, you know, Mur- Murray, um, Michael I, I just think Junior, Aaron Gordon, yeah. Yeah, these guys are really, really good basketball players. And as a team, they play so well together. Malone is just a really, really good coach. And I, they're hard to beat. I mean, they're hard to beat. Nobody wants to, nobody, they don't look like the, you know, the quintessential great NBA team. But they and, are. You know, they're not, but they are. And they've but been they're a, really, the really good year. at what they do. Wire to wire, they've been the best team in the NBA. That's a fact. But RJ's question yep. here was, uh, a solid doubleheader on Saturday on my Bally Sports poster for the Rays. Is that right? And if so, why? That is correct. The Rays are playing a doubleheader on Saturday. This is going to be the first scheduled doubleheader in the MLB since 1978. Okay? This is a scheduled doubleheader. And the reason why it was done was because the initial schedule called for the, uh, the fourth game of this series to be played on a Monday. And the Red Sox kind of thought that was a little bit funky. 
because of the schedule they have going after it. So they kind of got together and uh, they decided to just do a doubleheader. And this is an experiment that they are trying and the league is trying to see if it works to kind of eliminate having to play a fourth game on a Monday. So there you go. So, so it's just this is a scheduled – they had scheduled seven-game doubleheaders. So this is the first scheduled nine-inning doubleheaders. I usually the, see that's what I'm curious about. I don't know this yet, and maybe we'll all find out together on Saturday. But when you do a doubleheader now, it's seven games. It's usually seven games. It's seven like, innings. Seven innings, rather. Yeah. So I'm like, I thought that was a, just for COVID. Maybe it was, but I could have swore that doubleheaders are now still seven innings. Huh? Um, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, if somebody knows out there, let us know. I, I would that would be interesting to find. I I like to see the return of the doublehead, but they're going to clear the stadium like it's a separate ticket, right? There's no question about that. They're not they're not giving you double for the money. Uh, that, not it, like it, the old days. It had it in here: separate emission. Yes, day yeah, night separate yeah. emission. So one ten, so, six ten. 